Welcome to another episode of a nominal game design podcast. This week I am thinking about music. I was thinking about music last week because it's record collection jam coming up. So, why music? Well, I've just released the new soundtrack for The Wretched. I just got the vinyl for the Kickstarter exclusive soundtrack, which sounds great. just started writing another Wretched and Alone game and I was thinking about music for that, I was listening to the Assassin's Creed 2 soundtrack while I was writing that but the main reason I'm thinking about music is that I was talking earlier in the week about a project I want to do next year, which is, I guess, a hex crawl. Published on Gatefold Vinyl, sort of like Death Robot Jungle. And putrescence regnant and there's been a few other vinyl based dungeony OSRE Kickstarters recently. And yeah, I want to do something like that. But I don't know thematically what it'll be yet, whether it'll be for a system, whether it'll be system neutral. All I know is I want to do a soundtrack and I want there to be a companion zine. Death Robot Jungle doesn't have a zine. It just has the hex crawl, the hex map with a very loose key and no real no real meat you've got the music Nothing, nothing else really. 
other than the really cool art. So I'd want to do something a bit with a bit more meat. Some of my favourite hex crawls are things like Beneath the Missing Sea from Best Left Buried, which is crawling across a a dry ocean floor after the ocean has somehow disappeared. Very early in the morning right now. I haven't been awake for very long. And this was possibly a very poor time to record this podcast because my brain isn't working. Big fan of Fever Swamp as well. point is that I like my hex crawl settings to have some some content even if it's something as kind of slim as acid death fantasy backgrounds in acid death do the majority of the work of fleshing out that setting but you do get some setting material and I think there's enough to to have an adventure with I do like I do like writing for Troika I also like writing for Mokborg and I think I need to decide tonally which direction to go in. I was hoping that I would have some new samples and instruments to play with today because I'm doing the music for Dreadful Realms, Caverns of the Wipes, Minister, which was just funded on Kickstarter. The campaign ended yesterday. 
and I had just bought some what I thought was a set of new instruments actually a set of samples which is less useful less usable with the way that I write music Yeah, I was hoping to play around with them today and maybe see if some new sounds sparked some ideas for me. of the botanical court and the idea was that the botanical queen was this big plant creature who had moved into whichever sphere and her courtesans were literally grown from her seeds tended to by gardeners of the botanical court and then sent out into the world as missionaries and to literally drop her seeds everywhere so that she her roots and vines would literally just kind of clog up and grow and sprout like weeds across the world and I could I could use that I could start from there it's a very colonialist narrative. Maybe the players are trying to stop it.
it's an interesting setting. Lots of fine-choked, crumbling cities, bodies ravaged by plant life. throne at the centre of everything where the Queen sits. Verdant and ripe, fed by her courtesans. Gardens filled with courtiers being grown in pots from the ground, the head and shoulders of people, but trunk and stem of plants. I don't know what the music for that world sounds like. What does organic music sound like? I suppose the next question is what's the purpose of the music other than doing it because I like to write music Death Robot Jungle the idea is that you listen to the music and flesh out the setting based on what the music tells you, what you hear in it. But I said I want to do, give a little bit more detail for the setting in the game. So what is the purpose of the music? Is it just to set the tone? Do you listen to it while you're playing? Do you listen to it as a GM while you're prepping? Is it both? Is it music that exists in the world? One project I'm working on at the minute I can't talk about a huge amount.
have to tread this line between writing something memorable that people would want to listen to and writing something that can exist in the background. kind of person who will sit and listen to drones. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, for the past three weeks, you might have picked up on the fact that I like drones. Some more ideas about this head scroll. 
this, this, this might be a bad episode. It's hard when you start a project like this, because I know what shape the project has to take in terms of physicality. But I don't know what the content is, I don't know what story I want to tell. Nothing has grabbed me and said write this yet. And that makes it hard to get started really. Especially because I know that it's maybe five or six months away. And it's difficult because the nature of it is that I'm going to have to kickstart this. And so you don't want to do too much work on it in case the Kickstarter fails. But there's an expectation on Kickstarter, especially around role-playing games, that a project be in as close a state of completion as possible when you bring it to Kickstarter. I certainly would want to know exactly what the setting is, what the story is, what kind of things players will do and experience. I would want some artwork done, maybe even have the hex map done already. Absolutely need some music to show off. It'll be fine because I can point to I'll have done music for two Kickstarters plus the music for my own Kickstarter plus whatever else I do in the next six months to say, Look, I am capable of doing this. Here's my track record, but when a campaign is so heavily based around the music you want to show some of that off so I'm going to have to do some work on this in the next six months but getting started is hard and the first thing to do I suppose is define the parameters of the of the project how many pages is the zine, is it 16 pages, is it 24, is it bigger than that? If it's a 16 page zine, then is that one page per hex on the hex map? And is that it? Is that all the information we give? Do we build any proper locations and encounters for it? So there was another project I was floating that I was going to do for Zine Quest that hasn't happened. Where I wanted to release a series of zines. Each one of them will be physically shaped. Each one will be hexagonal. Each one, each zine would be a detailed breakdown of a single hex from a hex crawl. And put all the zines together, lay them out on the table, tessellate them, you would have a hex crawl and when players go to a specific hex, you can pick up the zine for that hex and open it up 
have all the information that you need. It feels like the kind of thing I could combine with this, but then you're doing the vinyl and you're doing individual zines for each hex. And the idea of the... I wanted the, the zine to fit into a slot inside the double gatefold vinyl sleeve. And if you do multiple zines, you can't really do that. So, but maybe the zine itself can be hexagonal. That'll be fun. That'll be an interesting selling point. So there's some broad ideas. I think it has to be system neutral, right? Just say, look, use this with whatever. This is a setting you pick the game that you play it with. Deep Anyway was talking about this on Twitter the other day. And I do think it's a good idea. I also think some people react poorly to it. It's a criticism I've seen of things like Hot Springs Island is filled with enemies and you as a GM are meant to just know what to do with those enemies personally I don't see that as a problem but I know that some people do Maybe I just start with colours, start basic, say, green and purple, 
this is the palette that I'm going to paint with. to do with the Queen and the Botanical Court and that she is at the centre of everything I guess the next step is to introduce some conflict what is this land that she has come into what has she done to it who is resisting it. The players are probably resisting it. So who do they work for? But even before we get to that stage, how has the land itself resisted? And that's how we build up the geography of the place. because a hex crawl is about exploration and discovery. So we don't necessarily want to give the players a mission. We probably want to play to find out what happens, right? We want to drop them into this location that has things going on in it. And let them find their own route through it. I'm picturing it sort of like Area X from Annihilation in my head. But maybe we can play with that a little bit. This kind of unmappable, shifting landscape. I don't know how that works in the form of a hex crawl. got a hex map you can't very well say that geography is undefined but I like the idea of venturing into a space that is strange changed actively hostile maybe not even hostile just completely ambivalent that's about all I've got so far but it's more than I had half an hour ago. And that's, that's the important point.
this uh, this has been a podcast. <laughs> this is a nominal game design podcast. I am Chris Bissett. Thank you for listening. Uh, I have just released my folk horror storytelling game, The Hunted. First two print runs have sold out. I'm taking orders to the third one. You can find that at loototheroom.uk forward slash shop taking pre-orders for the print edition of The Wretched which was just featured on Shut Up and Sit Down which means that the first print run of that sold out and I'm probably going to have to order a second one which is pretty unreal again loototheroom.uk forward slash shop for print editions or loototheroom.itch.io for pdfs you can find me on twitter at pangalactic you probably already follow me if you're listening to this podcast you can find this on itch if you pay more than two dollars for it you get just the music without me talking over it yeah um thanks for listening